This is still one of our brothers. Mic check, one two, one two. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, we live. We live. You oh, ain't we, say we nothing about we was live. You ain't say live or nothing. You gotta say action. Nah, no, you, like, you gotta say, gotta say that loud, with your voice. Like, you, know you gotta saying? use your real voice. And we speaking like no Bushkaina, man. <laughs> Yeah. All right, let me go ahead and drop this for the people. I thought I thought we were still getting ready. Let me put the link in my link up real quick. One second. Copy. It's Man to Man Podcast. Welcome, family. We here. Y'all come enjoy us. Sit down. Have some time with us. Yeah. Yeah. Come rock with the gods one time over here. Somewhere on the internet is somebody hating that, you know, uh, we some young black men being able to look good and do our thing. I know it. Oh, man, you know. You know what they say about the haters, man? They see Jesus walk on water and say it's because he can't swim. Yeah, I know. You know how it go. Let me tell the people. We embrace it. Think I can. How y'all feeling today? So well, I'm looking. I'm looking over here. Hi, hi, peace, family. Welcome to the Man to Man Show. It's your host Steve Jones, and of course, I'm here with my good brother, the General. Yeah, 19 keys. The revolutionary. Come on, wait. <laughs> the <Yeah>. equalizer. <laughs> I'm just playing. But I'm here with my brother, 19 keys, and today we're gonna get into a few different topics. A few different topics. Mm. You know, it's a lot, a lot that's been going on in the music industry as far as like the controversy. But instead of us picking sides or you know taking the side on anything that's been happening, I, I think today is the time to um, gain perspective and a different look. I want to talk about like what the um, ethical standard should be in the industry as far as artists goes, the media and the fans. You mm. know, interesting. I got. I want to talk about self-optimization, M.M. Myers Briggs types. You know, just 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 uh, the customization of self a little bit. The self, yeah. The 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 burnout out of the creative. I think the world is burnt out. Oh uh, yeah. Well, speaking of the creative, I want to let's let's kick it off with. I had a question actually. Let me check my question real quick. Listen, y'all see me? Make sure y'all come pull up to the YouTube. Um, make sure y'all follow, go to YouTube, go to 19 Keys YouTube page, pull up to YouTube, we're about to get into a really good discussion, you don't want to miss the jewels being dropped on Man and Man Podcast with my good brother Steve in the building, Steve yeah. X. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steve X. <laughs> yeah, y'all pull up, man, we got, we got a lot to discuss, you feel me? Uh, so make sure y'all pull up on YouTube. You know what I mean? Come on the YouTube channel. Drop your name. Tell me where you from. Drop your questions. Let's get into this. Let's get engaged with it. You yeah. feel me? Right now on YouTube, pull up ASAP. All right? Yep, 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 yep. All right, boom, boom, boom. I think y'all ready. All right, you ready? Yeah. You off the live? 
All right, so I know you seen the um the Kanye West rant the other day. I know everybody seen the Kanye West. When Kanye hit the internet, he kind of take it over for the whole day, you know? Yeah. I want to know your thoughts on it, and then I got a question after you um drop your thoughts real quick. What you think? You think it's just a um, publicity stunt to promote the album, or do you think he um actually be saying some real shit, or just... Or just I think it's all of it. Yeah. Kanye... You know, I'm a tourist with Kanye West. Gemini or uh, what is he? I, I don't know. Either, I really um, don't know. Um, I was talking with Blue Pill about this. Because, you know, it's, it's, you got to look at everybody in the world is different. You know what I'm saying? The way we go about like voicing our emotions, our opinions, yeah. our thoughts, our ideas, our feelings, the way we go through things. Right? Like Kanye West is somebody who utilizes the truth. Gemini. Gemini, right? So yeah. he got two different sides to him. Kanye is somebody who definitely utilizes the truth um, as a weapon, right? He he is a person who surrounds himself by sometimes vultures, right? Um, he he he's always said he admired Jay Z the way he can, you know, um, move in a room full of vultures, right? Right? Because what Kanye tried to do early on was figure out a way to like take the knowledge of being having access in these rooms and how could he utilize that as like his revolution, mm. right? What he called like taste, you know what I'm saying? And I think as he went through a lot of those different rooms and what she, I'm sure he already knew, is that he was really dealing with devils and demons, Yeah. right? And I think for a while he thought that he could keep this stuff at bay. He thought that he could deal with those devils and demons but you know, when you dealing with stuff at that higher up, man, you 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 end up being in rooms, and I think you see things and you learn things yeah. that you wish, you know what I mean? You didn't, and all of the things <clears throat> that people ever said were true. Kanye West is somebody that I feel like it's a duality to him, cause it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a type of person where. If I think about what I need to see Kanye West do, and he can do whatever he wants to, he's a grown man. Right. But we need Kanye on some building. Kanye West had opportunity to, 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 or still do have the opportunity to go collab with top black brands in the world. Yeah. He can go collab with Ace Lorenzo, Fear God, Daily Paper, you know what I'm Crown saying? Crown Society. Crown Society, Dim yeah. Tears. <laughs> and, and he know these guys, I'm sure. But it's like, why not why why not instead of just exposing the vultures that we know exist because we've been had master teachers for hundreds of years why won't you right? highlight the people who are actually doing like yeah doing why good not for the people why not be the opposite yeah right and i think that that would be the advice that i would give him you know what i'm saying that if if i was around him it's like it's one thing to expose them it's another thing to give exposure right to mm. the culture right and so a lot of I think our focus now has to be less of right exposing them and more about giving exposure to us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I think that's the new game that I want to see really ran. I got my my paintbrushes over here. We'll All right, so when, when I when I see like the backlash against Kanye, you know everybody always try to bring up his medical condition and whatnot. They try to say, "Oh, you having another episode." And you know all the rah rah around that, but I want to know like, will it ever? Will we ever? Do you think we can ever get to a point in the culture 
where we not just chewing our artists up and we actually like like giving them support around that create protecting the creative minds of the culture. Do you ever think it could be a point to that? I think, you know, it's it's interesting. There's a <laughs> I think we gotta look at it this way. Yeah. The creative minds of the culture. We all creative in this culture. I can't put rappers at some higher class because they were chosen. Because it's a gatekeeper culture. The industry is a gatekeeper culture. I'm one of the most creative people on the planet. Right? But the industry won't choose, right, to assist me in my mission because my mission is anti their agenda. Exactly. Right? So I think sometimes what we what we do is we look at those who have been chosen by an industry, right? And I don't think they are the ones that need to be lifted up. I think the ones that haven't been chosen by the industry need to be lifted up because those people oftentimes are even more creative because they got to figure out even more different ways to, to be successful and independent. So they start becoming up with sciences and frameworks that's completely different. I think who the industry chooses, they choose some of the talented of us to prop up in position because those guys are talented. Right. But it's mostly the unknown of us that are the most talented. And what happens is, is that we end up fighting, bickering, criticizing each other for the little bit of elevation that each one has. So somebody in the independent, you in, you in the conscious community, well, I don't like this brother because he on this platform. So now I'm going to rally against him. Well, then the, the rapper, well, then this person is like, well, I don't like the rapper yeah. because the it's rapper like, getting like looks the, that I like should be getting. It's the flag agenda. <laughs> well, it's the crab it's, in the barrel mentality. Yeah. That's all it is. But it goes to the shit, who, who put us in the goddamn bucket? Anytime we fighting against each other, we playing their game and not ours. Right. But to overly have a, an obsession, I think, with celebrity culture is the distraction. Yeah, right. The real life problem. Not even just the real life problem, but the real life stars a lot of time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because we are underfunded people. When you look at what's happening, Elon Musk put out a tweet. He said D.E.I. Uh, must die. Right. D.E.I. is diversity, equity, inclusion. Now. DEI, you know, I think um, in, in a lot of realms, right, it can do good because it can allow possibly black men and women to get positions that otherwise they have would have been um, biased against. Because if you don't put in places and you don't put in these things to fight racism, racism just goes completely unchecked. Mm. Right. It's only the only time things change in America is through radical revolution, activism, policy change, right? It doesn't transform and evolve on its own, right? In Wilmington, North Carolina, I went to go visit. There was an uprising back in the days, back towards Oklahoma, Wall Street days, right? They, this was during the time where black people were Republicans, right? Yeah. Because Republicans were more so the people that was rocking with us because we had bipartisanship where, you know, um, we was able to form political unions and work together and have power. Democrats literally started, right, as a party uh, of white supremacy to oppress black people, right? But what they seen was we had a party to where 
we had our own and we weren't worrying about them. You know what I'm saying? Money was flowing. We had our own political movement. We had our own stores, just like on some yeah. Black Wall Street stuff. So, of course, the Democrats got jealous. Democrats get jealous and they started creating the propaganda campaign. The propaganda campaign um, was trying to get, you know, these whites to fear black rule. This is literally they put in the newspapers, the fear of the black rule. So what ended up happening is, is they stoked these fears through a propaganda of saying that they go take the white women. The white women want the black men. And his one mm. brother, he was... He was he said, edging it on. He said the white women want us. Yeah, Ashley, he said they want us at a time like but that. But <laughs> he said it before that. But they they took that clip, kind of like how they take take it now. They take the clip of what he said. He made it they put it in the, in the newspaper. Paper. But at the time, white people was highly illiterate. Black people were more literate at that time, so they would put propaganda like cartoons out there, memes, if you will. And so you know, this made all the white people mad. Long story short. They went in, bombed the black people, killed them, murdered them, you know what I'm saying, and destroyed that town, right? And history changes, and we don't get taught these things in school. Why do we have to learn them independent? Yeah. But anyway, I say all that to say, you know, the same thing that happened when you see with the two banks, right? Wells Fargo, the Federal Union, 50%, yeah, Navy, you know, Navy, Navy Federal, Federal yeah. 50% of people getting turned down even though they have the qualifications. So if you don't have active policy in place to stop racism, right, to stop discriminatory practices, to stop these devils from doing what they do, then they can completely go unchecked, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, people can act like it's not happening until it gets revealed. So for Elon Musk to be the richest man in the world, so-calledly, right, to come out and have an issue with so-called minorities getting a leg up, right, whether it's in corporate, whether it's in some funding, whatever it may be, and have an issue with that, it, it's a tale of the signs that this is the bucket that they're trying to create. You know what I'm saying? It's another uh, 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 reason why, you know, we have to see this thing for what it is. We in a race. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, if now, you don't see yourself in a race, you go lose. Now, with Elon saying that, do you think that was his, like, way of getting those advertisers to come back or because i really don't no, think that no, is no. that's nothing to do with it because you know he got the money already. no i think elon did it the same reason he called stuff woke i believe that it's probably not even so much to do with black people but we all grouped together with lgbt grouped together with women we grouped together with all mm -hmm. these different groups right and so what they're doing is they're forcing white men hand and to create diversity right so it's like lgbt women and minority groups. All of right. that is considered under the umbrella of diversity, right? So we don't get to have our own movement separate on our own, right? I don't I don't want to be lumped in. I, listen, just I need my black man reparations, black woman reparations, black family reparations. I don't need to be lumped in with all these groups. So his attack is against also like, you know, um these progressive movements. You know what I'm saying? versus so-called them being in a um, conservative, you know what I mean, more thought process. And I believe that the issue is the fact that when we all lump together, then of course, because I could imagine like if, if I got a company and you're forcing me to do these so-called diversity hires, right, you would, might have an issue with that because you're like, well, I don't want to hire this person. And it might not be the fact that it's not just black men and women that's under diversity. It's like all of these yeah. groups 
<laughs> right? So, yeah, but at the same time, you know, we never been in that position to even empathize with it. So honestly, I really don't care. But I can understand why it's that way. And we got to learn how to stop being lumped into all of these groups. And we got to stand on our own as separate because if reparations come, it could come based on the oppression that has happened to a people based on specific circumstances, not some group think tank. Right. And I think it's just dangerous, period, to like, once you even heard those type of statistics, to even start believing them. And like, I feel like you can just give it your own family, start the family business, and get child emotion going instead of just following, playing into that narrative, because some of this shit be last, really. When they yeah, come I mean, up with we the need statistics. to practice, you know, the, the, the stats. Yeah. The stats are the stats, but in the sense of like, um, I was looking up the stats about, like, about, about wealth in America. And specifically, I was looking at like the spending power of all of the different groups. And what I found was, was interesting. So, of course, we look at the group that gets the most money in America, that has the highest median income, which would be the Asians, specifically East Asians, right? Then you're talking whites, right? And then you got mm -hmm. all these different people. So I'm looking at it because, you know, these reports come often on TV, like people getting... 17,000 wealth, white people got 171,000. Of course, a lot of that has to do with, you know, them owning real estate. Real estate that's been aired yeah, and passed, passed down, down. Yeah. right, from generations. That has been started from decades and decades. If you're born and, you know, your grandpa bought a house for a goddamn $1,000 in 1930 and it's been passed down in the house, I mean, in the family, right, that's going to, you know, contribute to your family's your worth, net worth. We don't have those sort of assets passed mm -hmm. down. But anyway, the the most interesting thing was when we look at education um, debt. And I was like, wait a minute. They, they said that educational debt, right, because there's a certain amount of debt that each particular group has. But what you find out in these studies is that it's not particularly the people that have the most educational debt that has the problem paying it, Right. Because the more education actually equals more earning power, right? So they're not the people that have an issue. Then you look at who has the most education, who does the most reading, right? So then you start to find that, wait a minute, there's a correlation between the people who are earning the most money, right? And the people that's getting the most educated, right? The people that's doing the most reading. So if I was to break down what the strategy was for like black America to reach their zenith, it was simply, number one, not be following and not be putting ourselves in this back and forth between black and white. That's something we gotta cut out, mm. right? Black and white is this imaginary war between us, right? That is really not the reality, it's this class groups. The only reason you put people in the groups is to stack the eyes in your favor and stack the eyes against somebody. Mm. So, you know, let's say like, what is white? I'm talking about Italian, you're talking about Russian, Right, you're talking about, you know, all of these uh, Arab, Romanians. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Romanians, yeah. Romans, right? You're talking about all these different people that are just thrown into one group and they say, these are white people. These people have completely different nationalities, right? Completely different ethnic backgrounds, completely different groups, completely different histories. But when we look at the numbers and be like, yo, there's way more of them than us. Okay, well, Let's, let's say y'all just decided y'all all want to be on the same team, but how many Italians is it? How many white Jews is it? How many Russians is it? 
What I don't I'm not talking to you about you being a white person. No, who are you? You an Italian? You uh -huh. you Irish? Right. right? But of course the idea was to group everybody together so you can stack the odds against black people because you realize that they're gonna have this tremendous earning and spending power, right? And yeah. eventually it's gonna be the fear of the black rule. So you create a white rule. You create a white class, a class that didn't exist at first. You go back hundreds of years. So speaking of the spending power, right? That just provoked a thought in my mind. Like when it comes to the rappers, how come when they rap, all they talk about is like they consume power, and they get all our black dollars to go and go directly into the direction of those white brands <laughs> instead of building up our people economically. You know, how you think that's a, uh, how you think we can change that for the culture? I think the simplest thing is, you know, the game is, the gag is, just build our own shit. Listen, it's cheaper for you to go, if, if you want European, it'd be cheaper for you to literally go fly to Europe, you know what I'm saying, and go get some European fabrics and get them to make you some stuff, wholesale, and start a clothing line than it is to go into a European store and buy their clothes, right. right? Like, literally, you can go and take you a whole trip to France. Just to go get the fabrics. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You spend it like, yeah. we spend so much money on LVMH, so much money on Gucci. You see the, it's like, but at the end of the day, how much more money could you've made if you actually just take that as an investment and be like, oh, okay, you spending 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50,000. And we talking, of course, the higher class of black folks that got that kind of money. And sometimes the poor class spend it as well. The Washington Trapper was talking about this depreciating wealth thing where, when you watch what happens when a lottery winner wins the lottery, right? And their neighbors end up becoming poor. Why? Because they see this person win. Their lifestyle changed. They want to keep up with that lifestyle, right? right? And they start spending beyond their means. And he was explaining, like, this is the same thing that happens in social media. It's a spending beyond your means. So poor people see what rich people do, want to keep up with the Joneses. Next thing you know, you're spending beyond your means. So therefore, you end up having less wealth. Yep. Because we become more material, and this is the danger of having too much influence and lifestyle influence, right, by the celebrity class, because they're influencing us right in poverty, so our spending exactly. power goes out That's, trying to keep up with people. Yes. So yeah. the goal is to then turn that influence, it will be like, all right, you want to get fly, you want to dress up, all right, how about we then go, uh, go buy some hemp, right? Go in Colombia, buy hectares of land, buy hemp, you know what I'm saying? Take that hemp, grow it, turn that into a new industry, create the clothes with that. We want to get fly. Now we get the designers making all of the clothes out of hemp, right? And now we're creating jobs from that that we can feed families. So every time I see somebody fly, right, right I know that we have this vertically integrated system. So it's the same thing with everything that we do. What happens if you do a thought experiment and you say, let's take black America out the equation. We stop making everything. We stop spending our money. Yeah. What happens to America? How many, how many other groups of people rely on us to be consumers? You're talking about we are, we are 13, what did they say? I forgot how many, no, one point, I forgot, $6 trillion per year. Yeah. That's $1.6 trillion. How many people are dependent? So first you will go to housing. Housing is going to be the number one expenditure of families, right? So they're expecting us to always spend with them so that they can be our landlords, 
But what if we decide we don't want to spend with them and we only want to have landlords that look like us? Oh, there's groups of people who've been collecting rent from us for decades. Yeah, that's right? not the same color as us. <laughs> so what is the game? What if we do this? What if black people decide, take the economic program, you put a certain amount of money up into a membership, that membership goes into a corporation, that corporation becomes a fund or whatever, that fund then go buys land or start buying up properties, you know what I mean? Because these funds do it all the time. They go find productive land somewhere and do eminent domain and be like, look, we want to build a suburb over here. So now you got your money in the pot. There's this two, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred million dollar pot. You know what I mean? And then you start building neighborhoods. Yeah. Now every time you paying rent, it's going back into a pot that you have a collective equity in. Right? So you make decisions over your living. Like, for every problem, the opposite, there's a way to create a solution. For every issue that we see, we can actually do yeah. the exact same thing. This is how we reach our zenith of our full potential in America. Yeah. All we have to do is stop giving away our magic. And that's why I hate when, like, entertainers or celebrities get on these platforms and be like, that ain't my responsibility. I ain't the role model. It is because you got influence and people yeah. actually listen to your voice. So and you it's are, more dangerous you, you if you definitely don't want to be duty. one. <laughs> for sure. Because sure. all that to me means is you don't want to take responsibility for your influence. Doesn't mean you're not a role model. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to. Yeah. That's the whole issue that people have with like Sexy Red. It's not the fact that you didn't sign up for it. It's that you are a role model whether you want to be or not. Right? And so the problem with celebrities the problem with the industry is you want to ignore the effects of your influence while enjoying the fruits of them yeah right and that's unfortunate that's like saying you know you don't ever want to read or you know let's say you get a, a coca-cola to sponsor you right or mcdonald's or whatever but somebody brings you a report on the effects of fast food or sugary drinks and you're like i don't want to read that i'm just here to collect the check no you are part of the mechanism on why they're able to pay you and the effects of it. It's that, listen, if, if, if you want to take the money, at least be aware, right, of the effects of what happens, what comes with that check. Because that ignorance is the idea of selling your soul. You want to ignore the effects of working for the devil. You know what I'm saying? And then thank God at the end of it. Why y'all go on the stage and thank God so much? God ain't cut that check for you. Everybody always want to thank God like the devil don't cut checks. And I think that this is a dangerous thing. You go, all them old demon-worshipping weirdos be going on the stage and I want to thank God. God ain't had nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? I was straight up the devil sat down, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. But I, I'm going to say at the same time, that don't mean people don't believe in God, you know. Yeah, do, but how, well, how, many people, on, how many people you know believe in God is, that they, don't live by the They by say the, book. the devil is a God. Uh, yeah, He's a god of this world. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You got to be more specific. Which god yeah. you talking about? Mm. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> they be up there. The devil is a god. He got yeah. that power. A god is, 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 is you know, power and force. Yeah. You feel me? So we not even talking about the same god. Mm. You know what I'm so let me ask you. Christian keys. Not, not to be confused with the Muslim keys, 19 keys. But the brother Christian keys. The brother Christian keys said that there's... Somebody in Hollywood, this nefarious character who everybody knows, you know yeah. what I'm saying, high up in the elite. Oh, yeah. And he said he had him on the casting couch asking for mouth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he said he was calling all late nights, you know what I mean, trying to get him on the phone and do something strange for a rolling piece of change. Yeah. 
Now, we know the reality of it. The other brother said Diddy did that to him. He said he called him all up in the night and Brother Love was trying to be too so friendly. He called me at 3 in the morning. There's a lot going on. Now, <laughs> here's the reality of it. What's the question? <laughs> I'm, I'm about to get yeah. to it, though. Like, yeah. Hollywood is going through an interesting time right now. Yeah. Now, some people say they think it's Tyler Perry. Some people say they think it's Daniel Lee, right? Lee Daniels or whatever. You know what I'm saying? What you think about, you know, the 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 the, the men? Because women women came up and started speaking about this Me Too movement. The last people that's going to speak up about it is the men that have been getting harassed for years. Mm. You know what I mean? Because when men speak about things, it's different. Your manhood yeah, is stricken manhood, away. Yeah. Like, why didn't you do this, that, or the third? You feel me? So it's interesting because it's like, yeah, the the people talk about the women all the time, yeah. but the men stay quiet just because they're men. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause, <laughs> all right. So what I think about it, all uh, right. I don't think a lot. A lot of men don't speak on it because it be things that men tolerate but don't celebrate. A lot of these people that's getting into the industry. You know, they want the lifestyle, so they feel like once they get in, in, in doing the introduction stage, mm -hmm. they feel like, shit, man, I can't even come in here being quiet. I'll never get in. Mm -hmm. So that's that's their way of getting in when I say they tolerate it, but they don't celebrate it. They might not agree, and they feel like they don't got the voice to speak up. Yeah. But me personally, right, mm -hmm. I feel like that's all bullshit. You know why? Because yeah. over here, we in the mix, kind of, sort of, you know? Well, I ain't gonna even say kind of sort of. We in the mix, right? And we done been to a few of celebrity parties. And when we walk in the building, and we burning the say, we ain't drinking no liquor. We don't want none of your gifts, or none of that shit. We, but we actually, outliers though. Yeah, we come in there and we we network and see who would be a good candidate to come on the show. So when I be seeing these the people who don't speak up about the folly that's going on in hip hop, it's all bullshit. And I also don't like when people. Who was um around during the time all of the, the drama was going on and uh -huh. didn't stop it and say nothing, and then they try to come out now and say something. I don't even rock with that. Cause you should have said something back then. You know, don't I mean, try but to does it make don't, the, no, don't like does it make the as, information any less valuable? Um, it, it don't make me um go down a rabbit hole of trying to find out the information because I feel like shit. You should have said something. You just a part of the problem too. Even no, I, with the, I get even that. with them when it comes to allegations, everybody who was there from the security, all of them, they should be here with the lawsuit too. Cause shit, y'all, y'all enabled it. That's I, how I, I feel. I personally. agree. I agree. Yeah. But when we bring it to the present point, yeah. If it's a man in Hollywood that everybody is admiring, and behind the scene he a booty bandit. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Um, I, disclose I think that, that needs to be exposed. Yeah, you gotta expose that. You know what I'm sure. saying? Like because. There's been a lot of conspiracies in the world that people try to act like are not real. And then come to whole find out, yeah, everything that we thought was happening was happening. Back in high school, you feel me? I remember hearing all of the stories. Yeah. If everything come out, it's your favorite rapper's probably going to be embroidered in all kind of stuff that you don't want to hear about. Do I want to hear about all this? Honestly, no. I want to be like Memphis Depay. I'm... I can't hear nothing. <laughs> uh, Shout whoa, out to Memphis I, Dupin, I do man. not actually want to hear all of the stories, but one thing I know about reality is that, you know, um, sometimes for and things to heal, they got to be revealed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I, I, I do, I don't want 
unfortunately, like our people to be seen as the villains, especially before, you know, the uh, their society completely gets revealed and exposed. Because we now know we're equal on this board. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We know we're near equal if we really talking about, because the reality of America is that we're caught up as victims to be an effect of effects of effects of effects, but they're the author of the issues. Yeah. You all should go and watch this movie, Goodbye Uncle Tom. Oh, man. I, I was just watching it like three days ago. No cap. It's one of the most horrific movies in the history of cinema, but it, it also is the most detailed, like... Yeah. Ah, <sighs> oh, man. Just thinking about it make yeah. my stomach sick, but because it's a pseudo-documentary that was made it seem like it was shot during slavery time. Man, it's interesting. It's interesting. Y'all should go watch it. Uh, but the, the way that they show how they were breaking the slaves, the, the way they show the depravity and the savagery and the nature of these men, yeah. right, as they were bringing these slaves over. Yeah. Man. The thing about my they, people going through yeah. that. Is, shattering the man, manhood. But I, I feel like a lot of them guys, like you said, in the industry, they don't speak only because, like you said, if they was victims, uh-huh. We would judge them. We will judge them and look at them like yeah. their masculinity, like that. And that's because what if they didn't act like? Yeah. And here's the thing, and this is one thing you know that's true about the stuff is like these guys. Sometimes they be broke, right? They come in the game, and ain't got goddamn fifteen dollars to their pocket. They get into acting class. They go through their whole life to have a dream. You know what I mean? They see somebody who they think is a hero. You feel me? They go in there to the audition. They so called they get the role. Then late night, they get, yo, who is this? Get out the bed. You know what I mean? And they tell me, awesome, what's up? What you got on? Whoa, who is this? Who are you calling me like this? You feel me? What What is their next step? Number one, a lot of times they don't have a platform until they're on. Who they going to tell? Who's going to care? They get blackballed. Right now, they're just another story on YouTube. Right now, nobody wants to work with them. So in their mind, this is the type of stuff that goes on. Right? So... I believe that this is a, like, we looking at it from a manhood perspective. Like, anybody try to play, you know what I mean? It's over for you. But, you know, you got to understand that, like, everybody's mind is, I'm a very empathetic person. That's my my traits and my human design. I I really try to put myself in other people's shoes. I don't speak from what 19 Keys would do. I just know that there's different nuances of different people on this planet. And, you know, Person, circumstances, spirit, mind. Sometimes a person can do something that's out of character, and then they snap like, "Whoa, I was really yeah. like lost in my mind for a second. America is a sick place like that. We in the lab, and it's experiments all being ran on people all the time. This is why so many people start doing drugs. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is why the industry flushes out so many people over and over. They got to get high to numb the reality. Same thing will happen in the streets. All right, so boom, speaking of that. Solomon, you do me a favor and, and grab that box right there. I don't want to show my socks. Yeah, when, you, um, when you say some of the people, they start getting hooked on drugs me. and getting numbed up or whatnot, mm-hmm. it reminded me of this situation that's going on with the good brother Kodak Black. Yeah. Now, before I get into his situation, I would like to tell the viewers, like, I'm a Kodak Black fan. I actually understand and empathize with his story because I used That's, to be... I, it's funny. I thought wait, you was going... No, nah, one second. Nah, I mean, it's retro. Yeah. I just thought you was going to talk about your favorite rapper because she did so good on her sales. You know, Who's you, my favorite rapper? Nicki Minaj. Man, you was bumping that all week. Cut it out, man. 
Bro, yeah, if we keeping it real is, on this show. Nah, we do, you ca- oh, we keep it we real. keeping it real if on this show. If we don't keep it real, he's capping, right? But he's a big, um, big lot of He don't fan. call himself a Barbie. He call himself a Ken. I'm like, bro. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. You said, you said men can listen to Nikki. I said, Blur, I ain't got nothing to do with that. it out. Let's you get know? back to Kodak Black, right? So the good brother, like I said, I empathize with his story. <laughs> yeah, I empathize with his story because I grew up around so many people like Kodak Black, you know, yeah. who who just got that street street nigga mentality. No matter how many chances you give them, they can go to jail, come home, do a little good, and yeah. then they'll fall back into the old cycle and have to keep restarting, you know? Yeah. And I don't like throwing those type of people away. Because it's like obviously that they got it, they got a gift and they got impact and influence. They got a mind. We seen them accomplish many things, but they get distracted again. Mm-hmm. But I want to know instead of me, like I said, I don't want to um like take a side on this. I want to talk about when is it is it a time to like stop giving people grace mm. in order for them to grow? Or do you ever think that that I ever um is there ever um a time to quit giving? People I think grace? when people stop listening. When people stop trying to improve and they stop listening, that's when no more grace can be given. When you are, when you become so fully aware of what the problem is and you decided that you want to continue to be the problem, mm. there's no grace to give them. And, I, and I'm speaking from experience of like knowing people in close to my life and I'm talking to them, they asking me for help and they don't want to listen at all. Completely shut down to listen, yet... They, 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 they start acting like they listening yeah. because they know that's what I want. I want to have hope that they can change. But in their mind, they know they ain't got no hope for themselves that they've already decided to be on this fence. Right. And then that's when it's like, oh, I got to get you to I got to get you to rope to hang yourself. Yeah. What you going to do with it now? You ain't got to keep bluffing me with it. I've done everything I humanly possibly can do. Right now, everything is up to you, and sometimes you gotta let people go to rock bottom, yeah. right? Because once you get to the bottom, then you can only go anywhere from yeah. up. That means any improvement now you start making it, but at some point in time, it ain't no more grace when a person stops listening. Now I know, I know a lot of people who keep reaching rock bottom, right? And like I said, they'll come out and they accomplish more things, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to know, like, why do black people specifically always got to go through the most traumatic shit in order to change or decide to change, you know? It's not a specifics to blacks, though. <laughs> no, nah, but I want to I want to generate the con- the, um, the conversation to my people because I don't I really yeah, can't I know, relate but, with the but, other, but other people, you know? We not. I just don't. I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's not just it's a human nature thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. We, we, we are different, right? If, if I want everybody to do their Myers-Briggs test, right? And Myers-Briggs test is going to tell you about how you feel, see the world, how you judge things, your perspective, your perceptions of things, right? Mm-hmm. What we value as a people is completely different than what everybody else values, right? And I think what there's a disconnect in this world is us wanting to follow our spiritual purposes but living in a world that requires us to engage in capitalism so Mm. you may want to be on some flowy spiritual thing but you got to get money which is a very logical thing yeah so you got to constantly do the math what adds up but the math ain't fun 
Not unless you love math, right? Not unless you ITJ type, INTJ type. That's a mathematical personality, like to decompress away from society, yeah. right? So when you're talking about our people, we are in a world that we didn't decide. We didn't. I, I like. There's a designer called Gaudi. Gaudi, if you look at his designs, he is what they call biomimicry because he basically studies nature. He designs like nature. Right. It has a lot of flowing and moving pieces and parts to it. Right. And in America, they design with force. Right. They take, you know, the four dimensions. You got the 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 um, the, the the paper. Right. Everything is in a four. You got the houses. Everything is in the four. All the dimensions in here is in the four because, you know, when they started to build and perfect the rectangle, they started building things on the rectangle. But that's not how we build. Mm-hmm. Right. And I only say that is that that's a system, right? And when we look around in the world and we think about how things are done, we like, we don't agree with the system because it doesn't agree with our nature. We are geometrical people, right? We've been doing geometry for years. We've been tapping in things that fulfill our spirit is completely different. You don't ever want to sit in front of and do paperwork all day. If you had to be in a cubicle, right, it would almost feel the same almost as being in a cell. Yeah. Right. Literally, because it's the same confines. Yeah. Right. But this is how they built a world, because these are systems that they can utilize for control. So the black spirit doesn't get fed. There's a book called The Psychology of Whites built. By, I think it was written by Robert L. White. And he talked about the Afrocentric spirit versus the Eurocentric mind, because they didn't believe in uh, uh, spirituality. Right. They believe in psychology. Right the study of the mind or the knowledge of the mind. So when they seen us measuring spirit and psychology, when we look at whether somebody is crazy, we not we 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 studying their spirit and their mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We we looking for the the hidden things that nobody can see. We talking about the ancestors. We 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 tell them they gotta do some vibes. They gotta dance and get it out their trance. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You got to get your spirit right. We wondering, like, what's going on? There's been studies where shamans will take you and, and have you doing the boga route or having you going through some sort of, like, yeah. you know, situation in order to get out of that thing that's going on with you. But in America, everything is confined to this psychological examination that is based on a Freudian scale that has nothing to do, right, with our spiritual problems that we go through. So we not having a psychological issue, particularly it's a spiritual issue that we have, meaning that we're not aligned with the world that we live in and it doesn't sit well in our spirit. So when we be doing things, even when we successful, we don't care about it. You know what I mean? And it's make us go crazy. It's like you take the Native Americans who've been in the hey ya, hey ya, hey ya, hey ya, hey ya, hey ya, and they tapped in with the nature and 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 they call themselves, you know, they they had over there in wounded knee and, and bighorn and black bear and they tapped into the spirits and all of a sudden, well, we need you to cut your hair, go to college, right? Get mm-hmm. education, right? And they go crazy. They gotta drink, they gotta smoke. Right. Because they living in a world that was stolen by them. Yeah. And they like, no matter what I do in y'all world, I would never be successful. I can get the same accolades as you. I can get the same money as you. It'll never sit well with my spirit. We got mm. a spiritual issue. We spiritually depressed. Mm. Spiritually depressed. Yeah. You know? But the thing is, you think like, I wouldn't be twerking so much. It, it, it has been times where I have been spiritually depressed, mentally depressed, all of that. But. 
I actually want to start seeking the knowledge of how to overcome that shit. So I don't like when it becomes like the end excuse for people, you know, because it's not the end of it. You know, it's not. It's only it, you only feel when you quit, basically. You know, right. and shit. I like the spirits that you know. What I'm saying that overcome. You know, because whoever counted me out can't count. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right now. You know, right. and. I want to move to this other um, conversation or discussion I want to get into, right? I was scrolling, right? And I seen these women, and they was debating, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the ladies, she had said, she feel like, a, she say a friendship breakup can almost be worse than an actual intimate relationship with her partner breakup. And I kind of thought about it, right? And I was like, man, it might be... A different viewpoint for men and women right mm -hmm. because like when men fall out with each other and it's no longer that friendship there we just we we won't really talk about it you know what i'm saying we're kind of like holding in but we might hold a grudge and just never mess with you again you know yeah we women gonna, might try to repair <laughs> we not gonna cry about but it we definitely sure. not gonna cry about it you know what i'm saying do you think that's a, um a, um a, a form of holding in or well, I don't even want to say holding in or not no, not expressing yourself about not mentioning it. I think it's uh it may even just be like stoicism on the part of a man. Our our way that we deal with emotions is different than the way you know that a woman would deal with emotions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, the way men deal with emotions is to go through them. Yeah. Right? The way women deal with emotions is to feel them. Right? A man sees emotions as a point to get to another point. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I got to swim. Like, the emotions is like the ocean. I got to sail through these oceans. going to be rough seas, rough waters, and then I arrive on the shores of this destination, and I'm finally through it. A woman goes through emotions for the point of going through them. Yeah. She wants to feel it, feel and it she wants everybody it. else to feel it. Yeah. I'm in a storm. Feel the storm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, she she might not go straight to the beach. She gonna circle around a little bit. She in the rain. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, like notebook. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or, or like how them R and B guys used to be, just in there, like oh, I'm going through it. Man, like look, I'm listen. Man, fuck, I'm, I'm you know how we, you know how you go through the rain without an umbrella. We running. We trying to hurry up and get through. We don't we don't go through the rain to fill it. We go through the rain to get dry. Yeah. Right. And that's how we express emotion. So but it's different when you're dealing with a woman, because during that time, a lot of times a man that's sometimes a man don't want to become emotionally numb because he he sometimes is so ashamed that he lost a thing that he know he should have been better than to let go. Right. Yeah. So he wants to feel it because he knows that he has been so emotionally numb. He practices emotional numbing so yeah. much. That this is what caused him to mess it up in the first place. So when men finally do let the floodgates in, right, and they on them oceans, they like, oh my God, I'm tripping, babe. Hey, how you ever, how you ever had a friendship that, yeah, yeah. that you lost that, that was like a little painful and shit? For surely, for surely. But you know, it's like the way I, I process it, you know what I'm saying, is through work. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I have to find it. Because I never lost a friend for no reason. Right. It has to be a reason. If I let, I'm a tourist. So if I let you go, you know what I'm saying? You like a balloon with helium in it. I ain't never getting you I'm, back. I'm the same way. I'm a yeah. Leo. Our biggest, away. our biggest quality or characteristic, I should say, is loyalty, which is a gift and a curse. Because we might be lo too loyal to the wrong shit. 
But it's like once you once we fall out, man, you can just kick rocks. We ain't, ain't no reconciling it. Yeah, and nah. then, and, it, and it's to it's it might be a grudge to a certain extent. And like like I never let you back in my life up to a point where you know anything personal about me. But I could be mutual with you in in, in the public. Unless you family, I'll tell you, you know? the truth. Like I I fell out with Diamond before. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And and I think it was just lack of communication. You feel me? But that's like family. Like we grew up from like children. Yeah. You feel me? And I just remember like same thing with Ajuan, my older brother. Like, you know, it's mostly cause he'd be in and out of jail and things of that nature. But the reality of it is, is like I had to go through the whole 19 Keys journey without the two people that was with me the most right before. Right. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. every single day I'm with them. We building. You feel me? Like we dreaming about things, envisioning things and when the moment really crack off, I gotta go through that whole journey by myself. You locked up, you feel me? Like You're putting my business out. Man, everybody know you locked up. <laughs> everybody knows you was locked up. You know what I'm no, saying? Everybody go know ahead. this. Go ahead, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, but real life though. So like I think that that was one of my things. It was like I, I but I rationalize like a lot takes me through those journeys on purpose. Whatever it was, I was supposed to go through those reflections and that becoming by yeah. myself. So when I can find reason, right, it doesn't stay in emotion. That emotion doesn't stay some like oblong and shapeless thing. That emotion forms into a point and that point comes to an understanding. And mm. that understanding I can utilize as information on what to do next. It becomes a lesson, right? So, you know, like Dr. B said, he said, when you look at an L, you know what I'm saying? The L is putting right. The L is a direction. Whether it's love, whether it's loss, whether it's a lesson. Mm. <laughs> that, boy to that boy good. That boy good. Talk to me. <laughs> you know what I'm about? Talk to me, man. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I had another love. Something else happened this week, man, in the industry, man, that I wanted to get into. Man, so much. I, it's, it's so much going on, man. Like, I can't even... Keep up with it sometimes, you know. So what you think about that new Nicki album? I've been hearing you listening to it, bro, like for real. Bro, you wanted, I know you wanted to talk about this. That's why I brought it up to give you the opportunity. Nah, but for real, I ain't nah. listen to it. Speaking of Nicki, though, what I want to talk about, right, I want to actually salute Nicki Minaj, right, because she actually did something that I wish all the people who got the um influence that she got should do. Yeah, what's that? I seen one of the journalism, Elliot, what's his name? Elliot Wilson. Wilson. Elliot Wilson was complaining because he did an interview with her for the album release or whatnot, like for, for us all of that. But he was mad because she got more attention going on the um, stream of Kai, I don't know how to pronounce uh, it. Kai Sinet. Kai Sinet. She went on his um, platform to promote her album and damn near broke the internet. He had the highest streams he ever had with her on it. Mm -hmm. And Elliot Wilson had a problem with it, but my thing is, I actually salute salute Nicki for doing that. Instead of her going to all these white corporations trying to push the album and all that, she linking up with the young black dudes that's popping. You know, yeah, shout the, out to the her. independent ones. You know, shout out to Elliot. I met Elliot before. I tried to get him on the show. He he ignored my message though, so I ain't yeah. really tripping. I ain't tripping. You feel me? Yeah, yeah I kind of I kind of feel like that's what you think um, Kanye should do because that, that that show um, yeah. right with Kanye. If Kanye. If Kanye want to get the coaching back, man, all he got to do is come on high-level conversations. That's his whole PR plan. I don't know who he got around him. I don't know who over there. All you got to do is tap in with the keys, and that's what it is. You feel me? Yeah. Listen, I'm going to give y'all some more game. 
Rappers, 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 entertainers, actors, everybody out there consider themselves to be. Listen, here's the reality. All you got to do is this. Media. <laughs> Media is not something that this boogeyman owns. It is and it's not. Advertisement does rule the world, right? It's worth hundreds of billions of dollars. But here's the reality. Come on in. Come a little closer. Let me talk to you real quick. If you want to get your fair share in media, all you got to do is create media. You got all this influence, all this power. You are an economy. Go to the people that you like. Give them the exclusive interviews. Give them the exclusive looks. You're going to build up them. People are going to come to them for the scoop. People are going to come to them for the news. Now you're getting the messenger with integrity. Right? So now we get to actually tap in. You feel me? To make sure that you can build up your own media personalities. And now anytime you want to tell your story and you want to get your fair share in the media, you can make sure that that happens. Same thing with ball players. You don't like these boring ass questions, Andre 3000, that they asking on these interviews. Come to somebody that can actually hold a high level conversation. Right. Y'all, I'm, I'm telling it's the industry. You can't complain about the industry if you're not doing anything to change it. Nobody gets to keep the gate. If you use their gate, then you can't be mad. Yeah. You know what I mean? That their rules when you go to their house. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's like how you gonna go to if Karen. If you use their gate, yeah. you can't be mad at the mm. rules at their house. You can't be mad if a Karen make her potato salad with raisins if you keep going over Karen's <laughs> house for dinner. You feel me? You gotta go to Keisha's house if you want it right. You know what I'm talking I'm about? Go to Keisha's house either. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, like it's a just simple strategy <laughs> of create what you want to see. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, how all, all they gotta do is look. I see Kanye West. He 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 has a brilliant uh, ability to to gather people around him. He's a son of energy, yeah. so everybody wants to be around, no matter what's going on. He over there talking about he the far kind dying. He calling out everybody and their mama, and they still standing next to him and firm. This is what people are not recognizing with everything that's happened with Kanye. Timberland said this is some of his best work. He got Dirk over there. Dirk talking about, I'm a Muslim. You know what I'm saying? Offset going with all kind of issues with Cardi B. He up there bopping, listening to Nicki Minaj on the stage. You know what I'm saying? How is Kanye able to still gather all these people? What kind of power does this man have? Now yeah. all he got to do is add the media piece. He had the media piece by going to independent media that's not controlled by the vultures. And now he get to create that media because they know anytime they want to hear from Ye, oh, they got to go on high level. Oh, he going to EYL. He talking to the, you feel me, the people yeah. that's involved. Anytime they want any scoop. Yeah. So now what is he doing? He undercutting TMZ. You know what I'm saying? He undercutting anybody that he feels like doesn't represent him in that right light. And I mean that from all Hollywood. Yeah. And that goes back to advertisers got the most power out here, really so the people the, the advertising dollars follow the influence Kanye got a lot of influence yeah. bro. so Kanye gonna be alright out here for real I don't even I don't even believe people when they be like man we canceling Kanye you can't cancel Kanye man so you still rock gonna listen to that next album huh I'm, well, I got it already loaded up and saved you got it pre-saved I got it pre-saved I man I'm a Kanye fan I'm gonna listen to the new Kanye man cause what I like about Kanye right when he drop an album he create, curate a new sound, a new vibe for the industry. His shit don't sound like all the rest of the rappers, which is why I can't consume a lot of the new music because all these rappers be dropping, but they all sound like... How you feel about NBA out. Youngboy? You listen to NBA mm. Youngboy? You think his music hot? You like the I actors that he be involved in? I feel about NBA Youngboy. 
keep it music wise. Music wise, I don't feel like it's necessary for the culture, especially because his demographic be be the adolescents, man. Them be the guys that I even like talking to the most, the adolescents, because the guys that's in the street at that age, they damn sure don't need to listen to NBA young boy. They gon' that ain't doing nothing but fueling the pipeline to prison. You know, if you mm-hmm. ask me, me personally, because of his content, they need to be listening to the um. That new uh, 19 Keys album that's about to hey, come out or some yeah, shit like he that. Hey, you know, something. Nah, for real though, because it's like, at that age, bro, like, you can you can make one decision that uh, um off course the rest of your life. For real, My for nephew real. Loves and if yeah, a young, young boy. boy got the bag, he up in the mansion somewhere chilling. He talking about doing all this drilling shit, but the man on house arrest, he not doing that, literally. He can't, literally. So for you... To listen to that music and let it evoke emotion into you to be a hood nigga or a street nigga, it's crazy to me. I don't feel like that shit is necessary right now, especially for the young black man. So me personally, I don't listen to your NBA young boy. But he do got a few songs that I do like. I was about to say, I know I heard you listen to NBA. He got a few songs that I do like. There's a few a lot of artists got a few songs that I like, but that don't mean that I like actually like rock with the character of these right. artists, you know. And I'm, that's just my honest opinion. All right, all right, all right. So, cause you know, when I was in during Fashion Week, his uh, his uh, manager, you know, what I'm saying, uh, told me that they wanted me to go up to Grave Digger Island or uh, Mountain rather, and talk to him. We didn't get to do the follow up. I'm waiting on the sea, but I wouldn't mind going up there talking to him. I feel like the yeah. biggest issue that I see in the culture is we just don't have good consultations. We don't have good consigliers. We don't have people that can just give us some game. Look at Jonathan Majors. Mm. What Jonathan Majors said to that woman on that tape wasn't the worst thing in the world. I think his speech was incredible. He said, I am a great man. (laughs) I got great things going on. You know what I mean? He said, look what I'm doing. This is important for my culture. I need a woman, you know what I mean, like Coretta Scott King. I need a woman like Michelle Obama. I am a great man. And the last week, you was not being a great woman. You was drunk. You was acting stupid. I don't like that. We need to get it together. You know what we are living in. We are living in this man's world. The problem is, he was talking to a white woman. Tragic. This man got down talking like he Huey P. Newton. He told his lady, I want you to act like you know Coretta Scott King. Yeah, like, listen, first like of how? all, Coretta Scott King... You know what I'm saying? Now, he, he was saying, right, because Coretta Scott King had her a king. You know what I'm saying? She had her a black man. <laughs> that was a great black man. You feel me? Michelle Obama went and got her a black man. But, so she, but it's impossible for a white woman to act like a black woman. That's what I'm saying. Like, how? I mean, she could act like she could. She, the, 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 the issue ain't that. The issue is that it's a white woman. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was the issue. You, you know what I'm saying? I see he went and got him a sister though. Damn. He was tripping. <laughs> yeah, he went and got Megan good. You feel me? But if I was talking to a bro, I just, you just need somebody that can just slap you with some common sense. Like, bro, listen, man, listen, the culture rock with you, but you know, ain't no way you going out there with Becky and we gonna treat you like Martin. It just ain't gonna work like that. We yeah. like what you're doing in the Marvel and everything, yeah. but you gotta go get you a baddie. You gotta go get you a sister. Go get you Kelsey or Jonathan something. Majors. That was go get the one the Kelsey sister that was with the white boy that was that, that now with Taylor Swift or something. Go snatch you up, her. Do one for the culture. The culture yeah. gonna be behind that. We gonna rally on that. Like, yeah, I see you. You feel but, me? But instead, he like, excuse me, Mister Nineteen Key, step out. He the went. Way. And, he went Can and you got tap some, that milk of magnesia. Some milk of magnesia me. over <laughs> here, man. He for, he. Yeah, listen. <laughs> These brothers, 
And and, and and you know she cold because she was uh, recording him the whole time. Man. Why you recording him in the first place? So that means that she already was premeditated. She mm. meditated on this, and, and, and she was already planning on bringing that man down. You feel me? So listen, man. You, hey, leave him alone. Leave him alone. He was yeah. he was really he was really speaking to himself. He was like, hey, but she just happened to be there. That's what it was. He was talking himself <laughs> out of being in this relationship with this woman. He like, I am a great man. I need a woman like Coretta Scott King. I need a woman like Michelle Obama. He was having this epiphany. You know what I mean? Yeah. That he needed a black woman. Yeah. You feel me? And she happened to be in the room because he was like, I'm tripping. Why am I with this drunken, crazy white girl? Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm doing great things for the culture. I'm a king. I got many yeah. dimensions. I play in some of the best cultural shows. He was having an epiphany. See, yeah. y'all looking at this all wrong. Yeah. See, if I was his PR, that's how I was <laughs> But yeah, but for my fellas out there, man, right? When it ever gets to a point where any woman, no matter the race, right, where it's 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 finna get you can you can tell that the conversation is getting a little out of control. It could potentially lead to violence, man. Just walk away, man. You ain't no, you don't need to be in court, bro. Or run away. Run away. <laughs> <laughs> Please run away. Shit. Everything about For the real. evidence they presented was letting me know he was trying to yeah. run to a sister. He had an she presented two key pieces of evidence during that trial. Yeah. The moment where he had an epiphany and he realized he needed a Coretta Scott King and a Michelle Obama because he's a great black man and he's doing things for the culture. Then the next piece of evidence, he's literally running trying to get away from this yeah. woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and she probably seen that he was texting Megan Good because he was like, that's my Coretta. That's my Michelle. So y'all got the timeline and y'all got this all wrong. If I'm representing Mr. Majors... You feel me? <laughs> Come on. We're going to get this together. You want to be the lawyer in the stop it. <laughs> got anything you want to discuss uh, or ask? Who you voting for? Shit, I ain't voting. Why not? I don't be, because shit, like, me personally, I'm going to get out here and do what I need to do for self. Anyway, I don't give a fuck what the system talking about and doing all that. So I'm down, I don't even participate in it. And it, it don't really be nothing. It ain't it ain't gonna it ain't really helping on either side who you vote for when it comes to my people, you know. So I don't even get. It. I voted once before for Obama, mm. only because he was black. I wasn't even into like the presidency and all it. I ain't really care. I just knew he was black, and we ain't never had a black president. We was in college. Yeah, it just felt good to vote for a black man on the ballot, and I was able to finally vote. I was grown, so I voted. You know. So did your ancestors die for your right to vote? And if you don't use it, are you disrespecting your ancestors? Because you know everybody mm -hmm. use that. My mm -hmm. ancestors, they die for this. Nah, because I got different ancestors that died for different reasons. So I, I might relate to another ancestor for another reason. Mm. But ain't none of my ancestors, personally, I ever looked at them and been like, damn. They voted and they died for me. You know, yeah, I'm going to be all the way up. I know for a fact. I, I mean, they. you know, I, I ain't going to lie. I got some political ancestors. Like yeah. my, my, my great aunt, she was um first black woman on in the board of the NAACP. Man, I'm, so, I'm so tired of this story, man. <laughs> Don't get mad at I got you feel me? We had some money in our family on my mama's side, but yeah. they ain't they ain't rock with my mama though. You feel me? So I don't really rock with that family for real, for real. That was the bourgeois side of the family. We ain't see no money from it, right? Yeah. So anyway, Margaret Bush Wilson. You feel me? 
Margaret Bush Wilson. And <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, let me stand on my family. Because look, let me tell you how this affects everybody's family. My family's yeah. so cold that they changed. The, <laughs> my family's so cold. She was the third black woman to pass the bar in Missouri. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And look what happened. There was codes at that time because my grandpa was a, uh, he was in real estate. Great, yeah. great grandfather. He was in real estate. And... He owned a bunch of real estate. He was a real estate agent, and he would sell real estate that was in white neighborhoods to black people. But there were these codes at the time that were discriminatory that say black people couldn't own in certain like zip codes in certain neighborhoods, yeah. right? So what he do? He sent his daughter to be a part of the case to go to the Supreme Court and help funded it, so that black people can be able to shop and live in whatever neighborhood we want to. And what happened? They won. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Like, so for me, revolution, if I go back in the family and I think about it, man, it's about employing your money and your education, you know what I mean, to make change. That wasn't something that was changed through in a vote. That was something that was changed by a black man that was affluent with his money and went and got a law changed by putting his daughter in position and they stood on business. You feel me? So when I think about voting, that's, that's the type of ancestor I'm thinking about literally in my own family. You feel me? Like, nah. There wasn't no right to vote that got that change. You feel me? It was education and money, spending that change, standing mm. on what you stand on. So when I think about an ancestral history, you can pull from different lineages. You can try to create you a lobby pack. To, you know what I mean? You can form a corporation. Corporations can speak with their dollar. You know what I mean? Because a corporation can't vote so legally. That's how it works in America. It's different ways that we can strategize to get different outputs. Come on, talk to me, man. <laughs> letting you know my ancestors... Been on business. Yeah. And listen, they be trying to tell me. So is you voting this year? Let me tell I am voting. I'm voting for <laughs> Oh, you know who I'm voting for. Yeah, who you voting Proposition for? Proposition 19 keys. You feel yeah. me? Put them on a the ballot every time. Yeah. On the, I'm on a ballot every single year I vote for me. Now, I ain't going to lie. I would have actually um voted for Kanye if he ran just because. He wouldn't have won. Bro. I know he wouldn't have won, but I You wouldn't have voted. He would have got to vote for me. You wouldn't have voted. You would have actually went down there on your day, went up early, voted, and got you a nah, sticker. Probably not. All right, then. Look, as soon as I start breaking down the process, I'm out, man. Yeah, I would have yeah, thought about cool, it, though. But it ain't you not my, enough to get up early in the morning. You had my spiritual vote, listen. brother. Yeah. I, was, I was with you, though. I wasn't against you. Yeah. You know that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I threw out two steps that he had to do. That's it, too much. As soon as I say you got to call the Uber, Uber. What? It's a lie. I can't vote on the phone, like on the app. I gotta get registered. <laughs> Y'all ain't got a voting app yet, like for real. Yeah, they want us to get up and go to the vote app. Elementary to be on the blockchain, shit. man. All right, what what about we gotta throw in some science and technology, man? Let's mm. get to it. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see where we at. Oh, so speaking of the um science and technology, right? I was just talking to my cousins in St. Louis. He say they got something going on in St. Louis over in the um. By the Trey 2 neighborhood, right, where they got drones mm. flying around the area. But before he told me the story, right, this is what he said. He said they got the drones doing surveillance around. They just trying it out to see if the people like it. Now, you got some people that like it, then some people that don't. Now, when he told me the area, I said, shit, they need like two drones over there. I ain't going to even lie. Yeah. I know for sure it's crime ridden and all that. But my thing is, I'm, I'm really against it. When it comes down to it, because it's like a privacy thing at that point. You don't know what creep control of these drones. They might be looking in your window. You might be getting intimate with your girl or something. I'm against the drone flying around the neighborhood. 
surveillance and everything. What you think about that though? Man, it's a two part to that. Over surveillance is definitely not a good thing. But here's the cold thing. You know, me and you and from St. Louis, from St. Louis and Oakland, so I got that revolutionary spirit too, not just the country. <laughs> but you know, um, growing up in St. Louis, St. Louis is crazy. Yeah. I mean, crazy. How many times somebody just randomly pulled up on us and shouted at us? We ain't had beef with him. Man. You know what I mean? I'm talking about like literally just tried to murder some young men just off the strength. Man. I quit counting, and it became normal, and that's scary. It so, became normal. <laughs> but that's but I'm saying though, like think about that though. You feel me? So it's like as much as I be against these things. There's a lot of civilians who just get caught up in the streets for no yeah. reason whatsoever. You feel me? And that's where it's like, yeah, I'm against it on, 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 on you know, from a moral standpoint. But in reality, what the hell are the civilians going to do? You know what I'm saying? People get terrorized in the neighborhoods. People get beat up. People get robbed. People get shot, stabbed, killed, raped, murdered, kidnapped, literally. Yeah. All of those things happen. So, you know, I think the thing is about, you said a key point, who's the controller of that? Yeah. A lot of times it's not the issue of the policy. It's the person that controls it who's in power. We're usually not in power. If we created security forces ourselves, I wouldn't mind our security forces having drones. Mm. I wouldn't mind our security. The problem is, is that is it really going to be used for our protection, right? Or is it going to be used against us? Because mm. we know historically a lot of those times, you know, even police forces are not for protecting people. They may just be surveilling people, allowing them to get away with crimes so that they can catch them on bigger things. They're not about a prevention of unit. You know what I mean? So if 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 you I believe that the gang would be more so having private security, you know what I mean, that's for the people that look like us, that's people that's from that neighborhood, so that they can mm -hmm. deal with things and prevent things from happening. Not allow things from happening, then go lock people up because your mom is still getting killed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Your, your grandma's still getting, you know what I mean, terrorized. Your son's still yeah. getting beat up on the way to school. So I believe that, yeah, they, they need some sort of tough solutions over there. Uh, you know, of course, changing the lifestyle, changing up, like, uh, the quality of life for the people and going to the root of the issue is more important than right. surveilling the effects of the issue, of course. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because those people are uneducated in those areas. The, the quality of life is low. The opportunity zones are low out there. Right, and there's so many different things that need to take place in order to prevent that from happening that aren't strategies in place, and they're not spending those millions and uh, tens of millions of dollars in that budget to change. See, now when I like if I was in St. Louis, right, and I would have heard that story, right, and the area that they chose, like I said, is very crime ridden, I automatically would have thought it was like an agenda against my people. Because why these drones ain't in Wentzville or, or Ferguson somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Why they specifically come right here on the south side to this crime-ridden neighborhood to my leg on fly a drone? Well, I mean, month. you just said it, though. Didn't yeah. you kind of just answer your own question in that? Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, but still, though, that's why I would have been like, nah, I'm against the shit. Like, I don't if you know, go to Beverly Hills, you're not about to see no police going up and down. Yeah. When you locked up, you see security guards all the time. It's to remind you you're in prison creates a captive mentality. Yeah. You know what I mean? It lets it makes you think that there's crime happening. So crime starts to happen. You know what I mean? Any over surveillance and over police neighborhoods, you go catch more crimes. You go take that out to suburbia. You go take that out to places that they literally want to yeah. catch people doing cocaine or something like that nature. It's gonna be a lot more people getting locked up because those are the type of crimes that happen in their neighborhood. 
So we know that it's not that black people do more crime than other people. We're over-policing and over-surveillance more than any other people. And the conditions for those crimes to happen, right, are more prevalent in those areas. Yeah. Right? So, but, so you are in correct the, in, in that In the manner. area that they strategically designed. <laughs> Let's not forget that. Yeah. And, but, mm. you know, that's where we at in 2023 is to let people know what time it is. It's like, yeah. bro, listen. You ain't even making. You ain't even really making no money on what you're doing. It's right. fast money, but it ain't money that's gonna sustain. It's gonna be money that allow you to feel like you're doing something next to somebody else who ain't doing nothing. Shit, and the streamers right? making more than the rappers nowadays. You saying. can really like be on the phone in the house, safe with the family, streaming, running up of M's, running up M's for real instead of risking your life jumping in these cars. You ain't got no license. Everybody got guns. Everybody got the same mentality. Let's rob or shoot these niggas, and you're going to jail. You can't do nothing now. You ain't. You can't make no income. <laughs> it, it kills me how people will go to jail and work for seven dollars a week, but won't work for twenty dollars an hour when they free. When 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 when, you know, you was locked up. You know what I'm saying? And um, you had to clean drawers, <laughs> and you had to, yeah. You know, and, and you realized like the crime didn't pay the way that. You thought it did. You, was it worth it still? Hey, I'm going to be honest with you, right? I went to jail a lot of times, right? The last time I went to jail, I was facing a life sentence, right? And I used to sit. I, I fought this case. I sat in jail for like three years, right? But every night I was like chastising myself like, really, Steve? Is this the end? Like, think about everything that you did in the street. The fun, the good, the bad. This how your life story going to end? Just to sit in this cell, mm. like everybody that you done celebrated with, they ain't not hurt. No, that couldn't have been the end for me. So what I started doing was reading self-help books, reading financial literacy books, writing my book, coming up with a plan. I had to get ready for 2045 in my mind, you know. And I only wanted to talk positive shit, don't come to my cell with that. But no, I couldn't like, it just, it wasn't worth it, bro. Like the street life wasn't worth it at all. And then... I was seeing guys who was in there older than me and younger than me, and we all in jail. Like, <laughs> come on, now, you you sixty, we sitting at the same table, bro, trying to do crime. Like, no, yeah. this this ain't the move. I can't be in here sixty and seventy, you know, for real. So it was definitely not worth it, bro. It was like, I was actually actually mad that I even um got programmed by the system to even get involved with crime because yeah. I started reading. I read this book called. Um, what's his name of this book? It's called The New Jim Crow, where he was talking mm -hmm. about mass incarceration. But the way that the um, author broke it down, when she was telling me how the, how the hood was, was strategically formed by the government to put us in these these situations to create crimes, the welfare, however, I was just looking at my life and all my friends and my peoples, and I'm like, damn, like, I ain't feel too bad no more. I'm right. like, oh, it's, this was like, this, they programmed me to think like a criminal. So now what I got to do is act the whole opposite of the matrix if I ever get another chance. And mm. that's what I've been doing. You know, mm. I'm doing the podcast. I probably would have never did this back in the day with that mentality for sure. Yeah. I used to be scared of the cameras. Don't bring no camera phone. I don't want no iPhone or none around me. You know, mm -hmm. that was the mentality I had. But now I'm so I'm, I'm thankful for, for being surrounded by other people. Like my good brother, 19 Keys, and the Mike Rasheeds, you know, just to show me, like, man, there's other shit out here you can be doing and still be cool and stay true to yourself and keep your integrity, you know? Yes, sir. For real. Steve X in the building. Steve, when you gonna take <clears throat> your shahada, man. 
I'm going to take it on the day that I'm ready. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told you, right, like, look, I'm going to, nah, go ahead. You go ahead. You go. Nah, nah, that was nah. a joke. But uh, I think that in, in all seriousness, yeah. life ain't never over. I don't know who needs to, to hear this. You know what I mean? Life ain't never over. And you don't have to be, you know what I mean, who you was yesterday. Mm. Sometimes we, we start thinking about who we was, the expectation of the people around us, who they think we're supposed to be. Um, and we believe that we have to stay that image in order to stay true to self. Not realizing that that very image that we've become, you know what I mean, is already against who we truly are. And this is why we feel so much guilt and shame. Mm. If, you got, if, you, if you have a thousand years of reflection, you know what I mean, where do you come to? What culmination of thought do you get to? The thing about thinking is thinking don't have time. You know what I mean? Like, the one thing that never stops is time. The experience of time in a third dimension, how we experience things is different. It really depends on if we enjoying life, whatever's going through, but in your mind, you can go through a thousand years in reflection, right? You can think about what is the consequences of where ultimately you're going to end up in 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. And the moment you start thinking of the future, it expands your viewpoint. It expands what you think about yourself. It expands what you think about the world. It expands what you think is possible. You could have been a, a, a nobody. You could have been weak. You're not what happened to you. You're not the thoughts that you had. You're always the choices that you make in a moment, right? Some people will try to hold you to what was done. You know what I'm saying? Some people will be like, well, you got beat up or this happened to you weak. If you allow that voice to reverberate in your head, then you reflect that because that's what you think you are. But if you're like, nah, I was weak in that moment because maybe I, you know, I got caught up in a situation. Yeah, I did follow that thing because I didn't know any better. So I was ignorant, right? And I was insecure or whatever it may be, or I just wasn't at the right place at the opportune time. It allows you to come to terms with that part of yourself. Yeah. And from that reflection, you now operating at a higher self saying <clears throat> that, ah, just by the fact that I'm thinking, you know what I mean, of a, a part of myself that was being controlled by the world, I have the ability now to be this person, this person that's observing, this person that's reflective. And in that moment, you get to decide, all right, who am I next? Who do I want to be? Let me go in my mind and decide who I am. Mm. Nobody gets to decide this. That's when you become a warrior. You know what I mean? Because you realize that life, you don't lose till you stop fighting. You know what I mean? You don't lose until you stop fighting. But you got to have something to fight for. You got to have something to fight for. When the moment you stop fighting is when you lost. When you yeah. see a man that no longer, you know, <clears throat> uh, has spirit, you know what I mean? That no longer stands up for himself, that no longer has any moral compass, and his eyes are just gone and it's sunken into his soul and they just, they, they left. He's not fighting for nothing. He doesn't even have anger anymore. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> got he don't have passion eyes, for nothing. Yeah, yeah, the eyes are gone. Man, I'm going to tell you one thing. That's when you lost. That's, something woke me up one time, right? I, I remember I was going to the, um, to the doctor, right? I had been shot and I was healing up. Now, this was probably like my second time getting shot, right? And when I went in there, the doctor, you know, he was, like, giving me the updates or whatnot. 
Now, he was just basically just to see if I healed correctly or whatnot. So this is what this, this particular appointment about. Mm -hmm. So I had to raise one of my pants legs up. He was like, what's that, Mark? I said, man, I've been shot prior to this. He said, hmm, 15 cent. So look, no cap, right? So look, I'm like, I did what you did. I said, man, what? I kind of thought about it. I said, no. I said, what 15 cent mean? Because like, is he cracking the joke right? He said, 15 cent. He say that's how much. He says is that how much your life worth. I'm like hell nah. My life worth way more. It's, it's, ain't no number on this life. I'm, just, I'm priceless. That's why I'm, I'm getting smart, combative with him, right? He say no. Fifteen cents is how much one bullet costs in the box of bullets. Fifteen cents. He said I know your life is way more valuable than that, bro. Be careful out here, right? That changed my whole outlook. Bro, like on the streets, bro, as I left out that doctor visit, because that was like some real shit. A lot of friends that I've lost, mm -hmm. all it took was a 15 cent piece of metal to take them off the planet. They can never evolve. I can never see what they would have evolved in or grown into ever, you know? They just made them out like this, this taste for the whole lifestyle, you know? 15 cents. That's my story on 15 cents, man. Pass it along, please. Thank you. <laughs> I thought he was calling you 15 cent, like 50 yeah, cent. For real. Uh, you know, once you once you start to value your life, everything changes. But we go so long with being used to being devalued. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Through everything that we go through. You know what I mean? And it's 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 up to you to put on the value of your life. It's, it really is. Mm. You know what I mean? It's up to you to put the value in your life. We live a, I think we live a very spoiled reality. And I think this is the problem with most people is that we're now too spoiled. We're so spoiled because we can do anything we want, but people don't want to do anything. We live in the greatest time to be alive if you love what you do. You live in the greatest time to be alive if you want to do something you love, right? But how many people really choose to maximize their time? How many people in life really need, how many people really reach their zinger? You know what I mean? How many people reach their maximum goal and their goals and their careers and their love life and, and their bucket list and they, they live at the edge and they optimize themselves? How many people spend obsessive amounts of time thinking over what they need to do and excessive amount of energy executing those thoughts. It's only a small percentage of people who truly take advantage of life. A small percentage of people who wake up and really live. The rest of the people, we watch them. We watch them. So the question is, is you want to be watched or you want to be doing it? Mm. So we got to stop operating from this place of being so goddamn spoiled with the ideas of what we can do. And you mm. got to actually experience it mm. because we fulfill with just thinking about the potential instead of living it. It's the Peter Pan syndrome. Mm. Nah, live it. That's the only thing that matters today. Live it. Just live it. Live it. And on that note, we're going to end the Man to Man podcast. But before we get out of here, I want to tell all the viewers, thank y'all for tuning in to this episode. Please tell a friend about it. Don't forget to hit the like, share, and subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the like, share, and subscribe button. I'm going to run it back. And also, y'all can check us out 
on high level conversations follow my brother at 19 underscore keys and follow me at steve jones afnf all family no friends y'all want to bid on this painting send me a dm send me a dm yeah who who want to bid on this original classic 19 keys uh let me know